Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There it is. Can you believe it? Nick Baldo. There's two putts from victory. Only needs one. Charles Schwartzel takes the Masters 2011. Here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that? There it is, a win for the ages. Is it his time? Yes! Welcome, welcome, welcome. Here we are again, another episode of the Course Amigos podcast. How you doing? I go by the name of CK. Dirty D, how are you doing, sir? Fantastic. And of course, we have the professor in the building. What's up, man? What's up? We're back. Yes, we are. Three guys talking golf, trying to win you some money, but most (laughs) importantly, Taking shots. Yes. I mean, I think it's been so long since the last time that we took shots, we need to start off in the first minute of the show taking shots. No argument here. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Shots, 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 All right, so it's been a minute since we've all been together, and part of the reason is we needed to take a quick little break after the match play. And I think part of that was a little bit about the fact, well, I sucked at match play. (laughs) Just want to be completely honest with you. My bracket was worse than the NCAA bracket, and I couldn't imagine that that would ever be the case. But if you look at our Course Amigos Golf Podcast uh, Bracket Challenge, I think I was damn near next to last. (laughs) It wasn't pretty. No, it was horrible. It was horrible. I mean, the one thing I will say, and again, I'm the type of guy that likes to pat myself on the back. I told everyone, Bryson DeChambeau's group, there was going to be an upset special there. That definitely did happen. But unfortunately, there was an upset special basically in every bracket. That's right. So, I mean, it is what it is. I sucked. We're back. But you know what, dude? You were on fire, Professor, at the WGC match play. Talk to him about it. Yeah, I I posted a couple picks, uh, matchups for um, the first first round and second round. I went 4-0. Um, yes, you did. I don't have them in front of me, but they're up there. I only picked four, and they all won. Nailed them. And I also had uh, Sergio coming out of his group, and that was a 2-1, to one, so that was a nice little hit. And I think I missed one more. I think I missed Cam Smith. <clears throat> Excuse me, but other than that, it was pretty good. No, it was a great, great little yeah. run for you. I was very proud of you. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, Professor, I see you. Posted 4-0. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad at that at all. Yep. DraftKings, on the other hand, yeah. Yeah, it's dirty tough D. I, I don't know play. how anybody does it yeah, <laughs> in match play like that. And, hey. and and I kept trying too every round, every yeah. round. Let's talk yeah. about this for a quick second. I mean, we even debated if we were going to do a podcast the week of match play. Yeah, we're like, you know what? It's so difficult. 
is there any possible way that this is going to come through and, and actually look good? And the reality of it is, no. <laughs> no. There's not a fucking podcast out there that nailed any of that match play yeah, shit. you're right. Okay, actually, I got to give props to your two girls. Right, right. <laughs> your fiance and your wife, Professor. I'm thinking to myself, they beat both of you guys. And actually, one of them won the damn pool. Yep, congratulations yeah. to Samantha and Haramio805. Yes. She was the winner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which actually meant I was the winner because uh, that bottle... Of Casamigos came back Basically to Basically went to your house. <laughs> That's right. But I mean, seriously, guys, I do have to ask you, how does it feel to actually do a match play challenge in golf and lose to your significant other? <laughs> like, you both lost to your significant others. Yeah, I lost. Uh, I think I lost my March Madness bracket, too. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> to my wife. But no, it's uh, it's tough, man. It's fun, though. It's I think I want to do this every year. It'll be a little tradition we have here. I think pod. it's a good tradition. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's one that we can continue. And I think the mm-hmm. bottle of the tequila that we uh, that we give away should just be a mainstay. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think there's some lessons learned, too, right? I mean, we forgot about where some of these guys grew up playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speed being one. Yeah, a lot of Texans. Scotty. Yeah. A lot of Texans. Right? Yeah. Um, and that made a difference. I mean, it really did. It didn't win win Scotty the tournament. Damn near did, though, um, growing up playing Austin Country Club. That's right. So, I mean, being a member of the University of Texas uh, golf team, I mean, playing right there, that was a big deal. And you could see a lot of people that played for the University of Texas yep. playing in Austin. Man, it really did help them out, especially Jordan Spieth. And, I mean, he continued mm. that when yeah. he went to the Valero. Yeah. yeah. Let's plus, talk about that. Plus the guys that just play fucking great in match play. I yeah. Mean, you know what? You called it. Polter. Uh, you know, Perez. Ian, yeah. uh, we got to make Perez. sure that we yeah. give a lot of love to Victor Perez because mm-hmm. he did really well inside the match play. Yep. Mm-hmm. He did. Yep. Uh, speaking of Spieth, we, we have to talk about Valero. Yep. Right? Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, last week, we took the week off, but uh, Valero happened regardless. And, uh, and we had somebody in this room pick Spieth to win it. And you guys know that I am the fucking biggest Spieth hater in the world. Yep. There's two people what? that I hate on Why? big time. I hate on Bryson and I hate on Spieth. I think with Bryson and I, it's more of a love-hate thing. Yep. But with Spieth, I just think you guys juggle his balls a little too much and everyone <laughs> can't wait for the guy to win. So I thought to myself, when I looked at the lineup for Valero, I'm going, you know what? Spieth is going to win. Spieth is going to win. So sure enough, I made Spieth my one and done. And look at me. I'm back near the top 25 in our golf league. Let's go. I'm glad somebody's representing. Let's go. That's a great, great pick because it's not like we all know it was a weak field. And Spieth was probably one of the, obviously one of the best, probably the favorite in the field. But he's just playing so damn good. He really was. Those two things together, you know, it it was almost uh, an automatic and real quick, I got to give a shout out to John Januso from our golf league. He also took Spieth, so we both catapulted to damn near the top twenty. I wish he just fell, came second. Well, but that's we'll what talk a about lot that later. Saying, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are saying the same thing as you, and we're going to touch yeah. on that as we get into the Masters talk. Did you guys actually watch though, like the last few holes? I mean, it was a great final round yeah. for Spieth. He he. he Went in there, he yeah. needed to finish it off, and he did it. He closed it. Mm-hmm. No, he closed ABC, well. baby, he closed it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Jack Nicholas sent him uh, a little tweet what is afterwards. <laughs> and, tell us. Uh, tell us. And I'll just say, well, I'll read it. I, okay. I know it's been a while for you on the PGA Tour, a long road, as you've called it, mm-hmm. but Barbara and I are so proud of you, we couldn't be happier. You played a well, a, you well, a well-played tournament and a terrific last round. When you took the three-wood out, and I was screaming at the TV... 
When you took the three wood out on the second shot at 18, holding a two shot lead, Jack yelled, Put it back in the bag. <laughs> I was yelling too. I yeah. mean, he had a two shot lead. Right. Put it back in the bag. And he did it. You played an eight iron and yep. then a beautiful little wedge onto the green and sealed the victory. Look forward to seeing you Tuesday night for the dinner at Augusta National. Just class act from Jack. Yeah. Um, but I was watching that. Yeah. And Sam was next to me going, What's wrong with you? I'm going, no, right? you don't pull out a three wood when you got a two shot lead. And he and he played it smart. Played and it he smart. Won the tournament. And the weird thing is, is why the hell didn't they? They should have known the game plan before they even teed I off. I was going to say think, the same you know? thing. What but the hell? I'm not going to complain. You won. You shouldn't. Yep. All right, I picked him to win. Pat myself on the back. Matter of fact, I think this would be an appropriate time for a shot. All right, a shot <laughs> sure, to victory. You know what? I think it's an appropriate time for a shot. A shot to your victory. Cheers, boys. And Spieth. Cheers. And Spieth victory. He had to do all the and work. And Spieth. You know, shout out to you, Spieth. <laughs> you did something. Hey, I had uh, I had Chris Kirk as my one and done. He ended up uh, just outside top five. I had him top five, top ten. Had him to win. I gave him out as a top ten pick on Twitter too. Yes, you did. Four to one, so that was a nice hit. And then I match ups. I went one and one, but but uh, that was a it was fun. It was a nice tournament. I wish it was a little more competitive down the stretch. Um, but Spieth coming out and uh, and uh, sealing the deal there. You know, I don't know if it's going to tee him up and set him up for the Masters or not. I think he's coming in playing well, playing his best, but. We'll see what happens. I, I think know he's, he's definitely well. going to contend. And again, the only reason I went with Spieth and I told you guys this was because the quality of field. If Spieth was in there with the same killers that are in this field this week, not in a million years would I have picked him to win that tournament. Can we talk about who I picked to win oh, the yeah, Valero? You know yeah, we have to talk please. about who you picked. That, because that goes into our segment, right? Because it's been eight minutes and we haven't talked about our favorite golfer on the PGA Tour Okay, you guys have to make sure your shot glasses are filled up because yes. you know what's going to happen after this Harry Higgs minute. <laughs> well, folks. <laughs> okay, it's going to be like more of a Harry Higgs second because uh, I picked Harry to win. Uh, he was kind of my dark horse, and Harry shot a disappointing 74 and a 73 in rounds one and two and missed the cut. He played about as bad as I did this weekend. Wally, <laughs> the professor, was there to see that. Yes. And, uh, I beat you. Well, how much we love you very much, Harry. You didn't make it, and unfortunately, you are not going to be at the Masters this year. So that's it for the Harry Higgs Minute, folks. Well, you know what we do every time we have a Harry Higgs mention or a Harry Higgs Minute? And I'm a little disappointed in you because you told me, you reassured me like, hey, you know what? Looking at the golf rankings, I think Harry Higgs is going to be inside the Masters when we uh, tee it up. And sure enough, ain't no damn Harry Higgs. Well, he had to finish in the top 10, I think, this week, and he, uh, he just couldn't make the cut. Well, so. as we do. Yeah, as we do. We say cheers. <laughs> Salud. To the low Shirt legend. All right. <laughs> Chest hair popping. Maybe there will be another caddy wearing a shirt with his image on it underneath oh, the white overalls like there was last it. year. I would love it. <laughs> Cheers. To Harry. Cheers, boy. All right. So are we ready to talk Masters? Yes, absolutely. Been waiting for it. All right. So here we are. It's officially Masters week, and we got to go ahead and get into this. You know what? We always start off 
each segment when we go into a new tournament, kind of talking about the course a little bit. Sure. Uh, Dirty D, this is when you take over and break it down, a place that we all know oh so very yeah, well. Yeah, this is an easy one this week, folks. It's uh, it's Augusta National, Georgia. Uh, it's an Alistair McKenzie course. For you California natives, if you don't know, there's another Alistair McKenzie course in the Santa Cruz Hills in Scotts Valley. Uh, it's called Pasatiempo. I've played it a few times. It's an absolute gem. He actually lived on that course. Um, he is an artist. 7,400 yards. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, elevation ranges 160 to 310 feet. Bermuda grass. Uh, severe undulation on this course. So you will see um, the ball above and below the player's feet throughout the tournament on almost every shot. And then I have to mention Amen Corner where a lot of uh, big moves, good or bad, can happen, 11, 12, and 13. I think the 12th hole is probably the most notable hole um, where Jordan Spieth, uh, as of late, had a big lead going in. I think that was five or six years ago. Yeah. Uh, hit it into the water a few times. Uh, two years ago, uh, Brooks Kepka blew his lead uh, on that hole, hitting it into the water. So the 12th, the golden bell is what they call it, is is one to watch. I love 16. Uh, that's another par three. It's called Red Bud. It's it's basically over the water the entire time, and then of course eighteen hollow. Uh, Holly is uh, a narrow. I mean, they always show that angle behind the player, and it's a super narrow yeah. uh, fairway that they got to hit this tee shot, the side, yep. and then it opens up uh, at where the ball lands. So, I mean, it's Augusta, guys. And let's yeah. just say this: it's the best Sunday of golf. Oh, absolutely. There's nothing Jesus. better than waking up so Sunday fun. morning, turning on CBS, and hearing Jim Nance ah. tell you about the leaderboard and what may possibly happen that day. <laughs> absolutely. It's a special absolutely. moment. Yep. yep. I want to throw out a couple of things for everyone to keep in mind. And I saw this little tidbit and I wrote it inside the notes on my phone. No one outside the top 18 in the official world golf rankings have won a Masters in the last 10 years. Keep that in mind. Only once since 1979 has a guy playing his first Masters ever won. And this is key. Each winner has recorded at least a top five at some point in the season prior to their Masters win. So what I'm basically telling you is if you're sitting here and you're going to tell me about someone that is outside of the top 18, I may not listen. I may not happen. listen. It's not going to happen. I mean, it can happen because some of those golfers outside the top 18, you want me to throw you some names outside the top 18? Cameron Smith is outside the top 18. Mm -hmm. You know who else is outside the top 18? The guy who won last week, Jordan Spieth. So are you saying that Jordan Spieth doesn't legitimately have a shot? I'm I'm asking these questions. No, I think he does have a shot. I, I mean, but you're shaking your head, Dirt. You're no, shaking he, your head. He just won. Okay. He just, he just won. I, I think that's what's on everybody's mind. Yeah. Like, can that's, he go back to back? Right, right. I mean, come on. That is so tough. Well, let's that talk so about tough. that for a second. I mean, if you look at Jordan Spieth and you look at what he's done at the Masters, 
His numbers yeah. are pretty impressive. He's so solid there. I mean, he's got he's got a going back to 14, second. Okay. He, he won in 15, yes. second in 16, yes. 11 and 11th and 17, third and 18, 21st and 19 and 46th this last time. So I would say he wasn't, you know, the last two. He wasn't even in the great 21st. Form. When he got 21st, he wasn't in great form. Right. But he he plays wasn't. this course so well and don't forget, regularly. In 2018, he should have won. He's right. in great form right. right now, is my point. Yes. Now, again, looking at the little tidbit that I told you, mm-hmm. no one outside of the top 18 in the last 10 years has won the Masters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I looked at it myself, and that's where I just said, okay, my long shots. They're going to be around the 17-18 range. Mm-hmm. My mid-range players are going to be around the 10 range. And I'm going to go with someone at the top to win the Masters. And I'm just going to say it right here, right now. This guy took fourth in the 2020 Masters. This guy crapped the bed at the WGC match play, and I genuinely believe it's because he was so focused on getting here. And we're going to pick the same player. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you going with? JT. JT. Wow. I'm going with JT. I'm saying it right here, right now. I'm going it. With, uh, why did you come to the conclusion of JT? I would love to hear it because you started shaking your head. Once I started to describe it, yeah. you <laughs> knew where I was going, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm sticking to it. He is my one and done. Well, because uh, of a couple of – the best part about the Masters is all the all the fun stats come out. Yes, right? I mean there's stats upon stats upon stats. So 18 of the last 20 winners were inside the World Golf Rankings top 30. Yep. 12 of the last 13 winners have finished top 30 or better at Augusta within the last four years prior. So very Good. true. Well, JT ranks second in the World Golf Rankings. Mm-hmm. The last four at Augusta, we already talked about that. Fourth, 12th, 17th, 20, yeah. 22nd. Mm-hmm. Better and better every time. Yep. And yep. and he also has a win in his last five starts. Yeah. There you go. I just, he's playing really good. I mean, at yeah. the players of all places too. This guy. But this is was playing. his last start. Was when he won, right? Yeah. I don't think he's played since the no. players. Mm-mm. I like JT a lot. Mm. He is my one and done. That's who I'm going with. Very excited about this selection. I was waiting for y'all to tear it down. That's what I was waiting for. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I'm waiting he's... for maybe the professor to go ahead and hit me with a shot to say, "Come on, CK, that's not the guy." In my notes right here, it says JT is the only guy I like from the big guns. So All right. the top guys, there, I, I actually have an addition to that. Later I added Bryson. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But JT was my top guy of the top, you know, five guys in the, on the, of the favorites. You know what, Professor? That, let's talk about Bryson right now. Let's, let's sure. go ahead and just dive into Bryson. The thing about Bryson, and this was the reason <laughs> why I didn't go with him, was because of his dumbass comments that he makes regarding Augusta. When you look at some of the recent comments, and I'm talking about within the last year, it's almost like I believe that Augusta is Bryson proofing the course as we speak (laughs) to make sure that Bryson DeChambeau does not win the tournament. But I'm curious to hear your opinions and your thoughts. You're giving me that look, Dirty D. What are your thoughts? You know, it's interesting because last year all the talk was on Bryson. It sure was, especially after Wingfoot. Yes. And what happened? He choked. Yeah. He choked. I mean, he he, he finished 34th, uh, 29th in 2019, mm-hmm. 38th in 2018. But mm-hmm. he choked last year. I mean, everybody thought he was going to win. I picked him to win last year. 
And big disappointment to all. Yep. He's under the radar this year. That's I, why I, I feel like, like yep. I, I feel like nobody's really talking about him because you've got the DJs, the 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 JTs, uh, the the John Rom. Now that he's able to play, right, right. Um, a lot of big names playing good golf right now. I I kind of feel like he might come under the radar. You say that, but the lead story on Yahoo was about. Bryson proofing oh, really? Augusta. Hmm. Then I went to ESPN. This is all earlier this morning. Another story about Bryson and really? his comments about, well, you know, for me, part Augusta, I want to say he said it was 67 or 68. That was his quote. Yeah, five mm. under. Yeah, for me, part Augusta, mm-hmm. 67, 68. Who says those things? Yeah. And believe me, the people at Augusta definitely don't want someone that can snub their nose hmm. at what they got going on. I'm just thinking in my mind, they're like, <laughs> watch what we do to Bryson when it comes tea time for Thursday. All right. Well, what, are we, what have we seen recently from Bryson? We've seen him a lot more controlled. Yes, we have. He's, he, he toned it down. Sure has. We've seen him uh, uh, adjust. So, you know, when he first came out last year after the COVID break and, you know, beefed up and all that and was super confident and, and, and came out at Augusta and we saw what happened – I think he, you know, got a reality check, and he's changed. I might even say since then he's mm-hmm. changed, which was only in the fall, right? So Bryson's stats—he's like we said. I've said this before on the podcast. He's known for his big drives and his, you know, he is first in the first off the tee. Yes, stro- he excuse is. me, in the PGA strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained total, strokes gained t- tee to green. He's first on the PGA. Putting, we've seen how good he's become in putting and around around the green with his with touch with the touch shots, uh, his approach, his irons, his fifteenth. I mean, he's he's solid and he's a different guy than he was a year ago. But is he really? I do. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. I really do believe so. Bryson's. Pro- I'm I'm tinkering between two guys and now. Bryson's one of my picks for my one and done. I love him in matchups over some big name guys too, and we'll get to that in a few. Okay, but uh, uh, Bryson is—I'm not shying away from Bryson. I do think he's under the radar, and because of how cocky he was last time around. All right, you know something to think about since the Masters last fall, and remember it was played last fall, not not in April when it typically is. Uh, he's only missed one cut in a tournament that he's played in, and he also has a, a victory at the Arnold Palmer, mm-hmm. and he took third at the Players. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's playing good golf. I mean, he's unbelievable. With he's the exception great. of that match play. But then again, JT <laughs> didn't play well at the match play, and I, I'm making him my one and done. So. Right, right. All right, well, I think it's easy for me to tell you who I'm fading. And again, I'm only talking about players in the top 18. It's a no-brainer who I'm fading. Ladies and gentlemen, say goodbye to Tony Finau. If you pick Tony Finau, <laughs> you're an idiot. What about that? I'm just going to say it. I love it. I love I'm actually my matchups. I'm fading him too. That I I'm not going to pick him to miss the cut, but you know, he's traditionally played well here. Mm-hmm. He's not playing well right now. Um and his form is in question to me, but in my matchups, I'll, which I'll address a little bit later, I'm fading him. I'm pay, I'm picking some guys over him. And I know you guys are going to be a little disappointed because, I mean, I can't give you someone like Tony Finau as a fade and then rest my hat on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm fading Jordan Spieth. All right. Mm. Fading Jordan Spieth this week, I believe that uh, it's going to be a little bit of a hangover from Valero. And again, props to Jordan Spieth. It's been an amazing ride, 
A lot of golf fans have been waiting to see him hold the trophy on the green. People yeah. have been waiting for that. <laughs> and so I give him props for that. I just think that this is not going to be his week. And I think that you're going to see a lot of players come out ready to play. And I just don't think Jordan Spieth is going to have it. I'm fading Jordan Spieth this week. Uh, a couple of other players, and then I'll be done with my little spiel. I like Daniel Berger. I mm-hmm. like Daniel Berger a lot. Ooh. Okay. I'll go Daniel Berger, Casey. Those are my mid-range. And my long shot will be Sergio Garcia. Ah, I like Sergio. I got Sergio, too, in the long shot. So, there you go. That, that's, uh, that's what I have, fellas. Casey is 18th, by the way. So, yeah, that, that does fit your little mold. Right, you know, Top 18. Mold. Hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right. I said, you know, I'm, the truth. I, I'm yeah. kind of cheating a little bit just because I'm looking at traditional stats from Augusta, and those are the people that I like. Casey, Garcia is my long shot. Daniel Berger, um, a, a DraftKings play that I like to lead my team. I like Cantlay. I don't know if you have him and you're going to talk about him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? That That's kind of what I'm going with, guys. Dirty, you're, you're giving me that look. I, I think you're I think you're itching. I think you're itching to talk a little DraftKings, brother. Well, I am. Okay. Uh, I am. I just, I'm looking at the odds. Uh, don't you guys find it interesting that Patrick Reed yes. and Tony Finau are evenly matched here at 33 yeah. to 1? I love Reed. Yeah, I like Reed. I mean, Reed is a past champion here. Mm-hmm. Why you motherfuckers got to bring up Reed? I mean, you saw I picked Reed in my match play. You saw how that ended. I'm just saying. That's like bringing up an ex girlfriend. Why you guys got to do that? I'm just saying. You know what that no, calls it's... for? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shots! <laughs> Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. Cheers. All right, so before we get into DraftKings, time for another shot. Professor, talk a little bit. I want to say something about Spieth. So Spieth, uh, I don't, I don't think he's going to win. I, I unfortunately, I was hoping earlier. I said that I hoped that he did not win the Valero because I did take him in January, uh, close to thirty to one, mm-hmm. and then I watched it drop and drop and drop, and now he's probably twelve, thirteen to one. He's one of the favorites to win it. So I do think he's going to contend. I do think he'll be in the mix. Uh, I do think we may even see him on the leaderboard. It's going to be hard to win twice in a row, right? But I don't, I don't think it's going to be a, a hangover. I, I think he's going to come out. He's playing freaking great. He he didn't have a blow up round last week, and he's at the top of his game. I mean, he was when he was at the top of his game, he could pull off shit like this. And his he's there six now. Sixty six. So mm-hmm. for the final round was right. really impressive. Right. So I'm not shy. I mean, obviously, I got my future on him. I'm happy right. with it. I don't think playing. Uh, I think Spieth might be good playing matchups. Um, one and done is going to be tough. I think he was, I was saving him for the masters, especially since how he's been playing, but I'm going to probably get away from that. Um, so that's all I really wanted to say. He's just, he's playing all around great golf right now. Nobody's, nobody's the gonna... drives are obviously the, the concern, the fair miss fairways, but nobody's talking about Kepka. No one's yep. talking about Kepka. You want to know why? Cause he had just a baby. got engaged. Wait. Oh, Rom had the baby. Rom hey, had a baby. Come on. Had the, yeah. I'm, a, I'm that, four shots yeah. in. Okay. <laughs> Rom had the baby. Kepka just got engaged. Yep. But you know what? We haven't heard a lot about Kepka recently. Yeah. So he had he had knee surgery, right? Mm-hmm. 
and yeah, somehow he got a dad bod all of a sudden. <laughs> and, <laughs> and somehow he's miraculously ready for the Masters after having knee surgery a couple months ago. His plan is that he's going to play nine holes each day leading up to Thursday. Again, I just don't think he's going to be in the wow. best shape yeah. going into the weekend. Yeah. yeah, Had knee surgery, his plan is to play nine holes each day and then get out there and play 18. Yeah. And he's still 22 to 1. Yeah, well, the thing is, is we know Kepka and he, how he, he ups his game here. It's just if his body can't hold up, there's nothing he can do. If he's good and he's in good shape and he feels fine, then watch out. But, I mean, he's pretty honest with the media. He comes out and tells us when we're when he's aching or hurting or, you know, not feeling like his best, and we'll know right away from that if he's going to contend or not. But I wish he would just I'm actually away. come out and tell the media yeah. straight up what happened between him and DJ. That would be great. <laughs> the beef. Uh, the little Mexican getaway that they because took on. Because all and... we know is that they went on a Mexican getaway as couples. Yes. And they came out of that Mexican getaway. Not as friends. Wow. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, I think he's a, I think he's a stay away. Uh, maybe, maybe if you see him, he's playing great. And maybe you take him live on Friday night. If okay. he makes the cut yeah. and he's in the mix. And now you get him at 40, 30, 40 to 1. Um, but since we're on DJ, I mean DJ's coming off of his. He's the uh, the uh, the champ. Yes, he and, is. And and his form is a little in question. Um, Can I mean, you really question DJ's form ever? He's the best player in the world, but he's not playing top golf right now. But here's what I'll say about that's DJ. all I'm going to say there. You guys go with it. I, I will say something about him real quick, and I didn't want to go back to WGC. And if we would have did a show after WGC, we would have brought up the beef between DJ and Kevin Na. I think what happened between yeah. DJ and Kevin Na basically made DJ go, I'm done. I don't need to be here. Yeah. What am I, I doing? I don't need to play match play. I'm yep. good. Yep. I'll see you guys later. I'll see you at Augusta. By the way, who's the motherfucking pimp with the green jacket? <laughs> I am. Right, yeah. right. And for those of you that, that don't know, I mean, he he gave himself a gimme. Yeah. Like we all do. Yes. And Na walked off the green and then walked all the way back and – Touched him on the shoulder and tried yep. to school him on how this was played. And it's right. like, all right, I agree. I, I think he was like, I'm done. Yeah. I, I don't need to be here. I don't need to be here. Yep. It's hot in Texas. Yeah, this is dumb. Yeah. Uh, Before I move on, though, you know, the, <laughs> I heard this earlier today about DJ and, you know, the press, the 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 reigning champ gets to choose the menu for the, oh, for the previous choose? winners. What did he well, choose? I just heard that the first thing on the menu was pigs in a blanket. At the hey, there funny. you go. <laughs> There you uh, go. Don't don't. It's a little comfort I, food. I know he's the number one, but he's the number one for a reason. From two, I agree. From 2015, going up, sixth, fourth. He missed 2017 because he hurt his back falling down the stairs. I'm using air, air quotes. quotes here. Mm-hmm. Um, tenth in 2018, second in 2019, first in 2020. This guy loves this course. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Easy, easy call. I mean, whatever. I'm not. I'm not picking him. He's not somebody that I'm. I'm focused on in my DraftKings let's list. Hear it. And so let's hear it. Right? Here we go. Here we go. Uh, I I got a pretty stacked team here. I think. All uh, right. JT uh, leading it up, followed by Jordan Spieth. Mm-hmm. Daniel Berger. Wow. Okay. Damn. So hold on. You have JT Berger and Spieth on the same team. Correct. All right. You got to tell way. me your bottom three. I yeah, they're all going to suck, right? Uh, that's uh, Paul Casey. Damn. Whoa. So he's got uh, he's made the cut ten out of eleven times in his last starts, and that he's got five sick. top ten finishes. 
He's finished six. He's got six top 20 finishes at Augusta. Six. Hmm. I like wow. Casey. Casey. Yeah. You're not going to convince me not to like Casey. Like I said, he was my mid-range play, and he's right there on the cusp yeah. at number 18 in yep. the world golf rankings. I, I like him this week. And it's then my cheaper one. guys to end it up are Leishman. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, he's got three top 20 finishes at Augusta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Munoz, right. Sebastian Munoz, okay. who finished nineteenth last year yeah. at Augusta. I think Munoz, will, you'll you'll like Munoz. He'll, I think he'll uh, pay off for. It. He'll make the cut, and then he might even be up in the top twenty. He's he's solid, man. He just has to get rid of that one bad round. You I know, know kind of what Spieth was dealing with recently, where he's just playing great, and then he has that one bad round. And I don't know if it's the pressure. I mean, he's probably going to feel some quite a bit of pressure here. At, you know, how can you not at the Masters? But I love that. That's a sick. That's a sick lineup. That's a pretty impressive lineup. Is yeah. that the main one that you're going with? Do you have a backup lineup, or let me ask you this: Is that what you're throwing out in our winner take all? Yes, that's, DraftKings. Uh, well, that's a whole other thing. But that's the one I'm going to talk about tonight. Okay, because I'm wondering. Because if that's what you're going to throw out, at least now I know what I'm working against. No, you are working against something different. Okay, all <laughs> right, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. All right, let's talk matchups. See, this is one of my favorite parts of the show. When we get to talk matchups, dive into mano y mano situations and players going up against players that can win you some serious, serious money. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but what I say earlier, I'm going to pat myself on the back. <laughs> Remember during WGC match play when I went 6-0 and all underdogs on the Friday? Don't have me pull it up on you guys real quick. I, I don't, I don't I remember that. All right, I don't here remember I go. That. Hold on, hold on. While we sit here and we reminisce, I'm, I'm going to pull I'm it up. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. No, no, of course I'm pulling it up that. because that's how you want to treat me. You, <laughs> hey, we need to, to hear some love. winners. Let's hear them. Hold on, hold on. You know the phone. You know the phone sometimes. Every time you want to try to put something up, you're like, oh, let me pull this up real quick and let me just share it with everybody. But no, no, no. You guys want to question a brother and how I did. I mean, it wasn't major money. I think I did $10 on each one. So, But, I mean, I was very proud of myself. Very proud of myself. Yeah. So, as I look this up, why don't you go ahead and break down some of the matches that you uh, are looking at this week? The way I've kind of w- I'm going at it this week is there's the some of the big guys, top 10, top 15 players that I, I, that I want to fade. Rory, mm-hmm. Rory's being one of them. Okay. Um, Rory is in in weird form. I think everyone's sure. got question yep. marks. He does yep. always play well here. We always know he's chasing that career grand slam. Yes. So Rory will be a fade in my matchups. So I kind of targeted him in my matchups. I got Bryson and Spieth over Rory. Um, those are two of the matchups that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm contemplating. I'm contemplating playing it just for fun. I wouldn't recommend it as like a, one of my big plays, but just for fun, a, f- a fade. Excuse me, a miscut for Rory, which is around four or five to one, just for fun. <laughs> but I, I'm fading him, and same thing with with Xander. Xander is also a guy that just always shows up in the, in the majors. Um, he plays well, but lately he's just not been playing well. So he's another guy that I'm fading. Um, and again, when I say that, I'm going to fade him in matchup. So I will play uh, Cantlay over Xander as well. Uh, Cantlay is. You know, we haven't really mentioned him yet today in, in the in the pod, but I feel like you know he's always he's always going to be there. Like you said before, he's possibly one of the best golfers in the world right now, especially. Um, so I like him over 
uh, Rory and Bryson over Rory as well. So, so far my fades will be Rory, Xander, and I'm going to fade Finau as well. Ah, yeah, very interesting. Matchups. I'm looking for matchups versus those guys, essentially. You know, I'm not mad at anybody that's fading Finau. Like I said, and I'm going to say it one more time, if you're taking Finau this week, you are an idiot. Mm-hmm. All right, by the way, I can't I love find the it. read over Finau, by the way. I didn't mention that one. Read over Finau. <laughs> can't find it. What is it? Oh, you can't bet. find it. No, I remember you had about 10 or 8 No, bets. no, it was 6. 6 bets. Right, and yeah. then but they were all underdogs. Mm-hmm. And I can't find it right. I mean, it was only $10 each match. But I mean, it was, you know, I was proud of myself. Well, I thought I did well. We're, we're proud of you yeah. too. I thought I did well, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers. All right, I've got to ask you guys, though. I, I thought I was going to hear some different names today Okay, that I haven't heard, and, and I'll just ask you guys on the cuff. Here. Well, no, that's exactly I, what this I got, portion I of got the show is. I got more stuff to share. Go for it. Uh, yeah, let's talk. Now we're just going we're we, gonna freestyle here, guys. We have not mentioned, and I'm just going to name them all off. Go for it. Hovland. Okay. Corey Connors. Fitzpatrick, who has mm-hmm. been Lights phenomenal. Yep. M and Westwood. Yeah. Go. You know, Fitzpatrick is one of the best golfers in the world right now. And when you look at Fitzpatrick, his great play has resulted in T9 at the Players, T10 at Bay Hill, T11 at WGC Workday, and T5 at the Genesis. The reality of it is, Fitzpatrick is not a bad play. And again, one of the things that we talked about a little bit earlier if you've played at Augusta before and you have an understanding mm-hmm. of the course, that's something that Fitzpatrick does have. That's not a bad play. Finished seventh in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Not no, a bad great. play. He's great. Uh Corey Connors. I love Corey Connors, actually. I have okay. uh I have him at uh, at eighty to one as a win. I I I, I kind of like those odds. I took uh yeah, I took a, a few, like a, a guy at the top, a couple guys in the middle. Connors, I'd say, and Sergio are my long shots to win. Um, but Connors is just statistically, he's fucking great. He he's top fifteen in like very key uh, strokes gained categories. He could be better around the green and with the putter. We know how important that is here at Augusta. Yep. But he has been playing super great. Um, I like him as a top twenty and a top ten play as far as a give out. Top twenty, you're going to get plus one sixty. Um, his recent form is great. He's he's a winner. He's won before. He knows how to be, you know play with the big boys. Um, he he's going to be a sneaky guy. I think I think we'll see him contend this weekend. He'll probably be lingering in the top ten, top twenty all weekend, if not higher up. Talking about Hovland, the one thing I will say about Hovland is I think Augusta fits his wheelhouse, and mm. I think we saw that as an amateur. I want to say back in 2019, he uh, was 32nd as the low amateur Mm. at Augusta. So even coming in as a youngster, Augusta fit what Hovland does. Mm -hmm. Now, take away what happened at the WGC match play. He had six top tens worldwide. And you look at that, and you say to yourself, the guy's in form. I throw away match play all the time, and the reason I throw away match play is because when we talked about WGC, and I should have stuck to my gut, and I didn't. If what I said on the podcast, I followed it during the brackets, I would have done really well. I just don't think anyone cares about it. And I think even further proof of that was when basically DJ was like, I'm good, guys. 
I don't need to be here. Mm-hmm. All right? I'm going to finish out my obligation. I'm going to play my rounds, and I'll see you later. I think, and I want to go back and look at this, there could be a direct correlation between how people do it match play, carrying it into Augusta, and especially when you don't have to play Valero. If you're saying to yourself, hey, I could be done with match play and then not have to play Valero, and then I'm going straight to Augusta, hey, see you guys later. So Hovland, I, I think, is somebody that is going to be under the gun and he's going to be under the radar this week. The guy plays well there. He's been playing good golf other than WGC, like you said. I think you might want to keep an eye on him, but but Lee Westwood, folks. Yes, why can't three we not weeks talk ago, about Lee Westwood? Three weeks ago, all we were talking about was Lee Westwood. Chris yes. was saying, fuck this guy. He's not. <laughs> he, you don't want to use him, and he was right. He was right for the Honda. Yes. Okay, so let's just talk about Lee Westwood. When he's not playing good, how does he do? When he's just well shows up to Augusta, uh, how does he do? He's never missed a cut. Okay. Uh, to, and, and I gotta bring this up. I was a year year too early. I, I not even six months too early on your radio show, Chris. Okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. He was my dark horse back in the fall. Remember, with you and Steve Hennessy. Okay. I said he's my dark horse, and uh, you guys were like, "What? What are you talking about?" Lee Westwood, well, Lee Westwood, 2010, finished second. 2012, finished third. 13, eighth. 14th, seventh. 16th, second. 2020, last year, 38th. The guy loves this course. And let's combine that with a second finish at the players, a second at Arnold, Arnold Palmer. This guy is playing killer golf. He's playing the best golf of his career. Now, don't let me be the guy... To urinate in your Kool-Aid. Oh, you're going <laughs> to shit on my point. But Sands Tiger, every recent winner has been under the age of 40. Mm-hmm. Now, again, Tiger is Tiger. But every recent winner has been under the age of 40. Now, I do give him props for bringing his baby girl, his honey, his boo-boo on the course. I think there's something to the magic in how he's been playing because he did mention this in a recent interview. We don't talk golf while we're playing. When she's caddying, they don't talk golf at all. But this week, he has his son on the bag. We may have to look at Westwood with the son on the bag versus his boo-boo, his girl. (laughs) I want to say her name is Helen on the bag because with Helen on the bag, Shit. Lee Westwood's out there balling. That's not a 48 Lee Westwood. That's a 38 Lee Westwood. He took his Viagra before the round. (laughs) He's ready to go. But you know what? I'm not mad at that because if I'm being completely honest with you, I did do some deep diving into Lee Westwood today. I just came up with uh, JT as my one and done. No, Westwood's, uh, I think. I like Westwood. I do like Since we're talking about the old guys, the vets, Casey to me and Westwood are those are my those are my favorite top twenty plays, because Westwood showed it. He's and the way he's playing right now, unless there's some whacked out jinx, there's no reason why I see him, I don't see him placing outside of the top twenty. I mean, he's you're getting plus money, Casey. You're getting even money. Top twenty plays. Those guys are solid at Augusta, and they're both playing fucking great golf. So they're to me, those are if you can get those top twenty bets on wherever you like to wager, those are my probably my favorite top twenty plays. Um, uh, and I'll, I'll confirm my uh, 
all my favorite bets on the Twitter. Yes, make Later. sure you follow us on Twitter, by the yeah. way. At Course Amigos. We're also going to get our Instagram going. Um, we're taking a little bit of time on that. Uh, but we're going to get the Instagram popping. Yep. Make sure you follow us at Course Amigos. One thing uh, that I missed earlier on the Connors topic. Go ahead. Was uh, I really like him over Lowry. Shane Lowry. Ah. Um, that's probably one of my favorite plays of all the ones that I had given out a lot. I'm actually going to focus my betting on, on, on matchups this weekend. I will have little little bets on winners and outrights. Uh and, you know, I like to play my top 10s, top 20s, but most of my big money will be on the matchups, in which I'll have about six or seven. Mm-hmm. Connors, I love. I love them uh, top 10. I love them top 20. I love them over Lowry. And I think you can get them over Cockrack out there, too. Um, do you guys have any more names that you want to throw out there before I take a trip down memory lane? Yeah, I love I, I love Cam Smith. Um, I played him, again, 50 to 1 a few about a month ago to win the Masters. Um, his odds have dropped down to near 30 to one. Again, he doesn't fit your description earlier, but the guy uh, he's shown recently, he got a T2 last year or the last in the fall, fifth place before that. He's playing outstanding golf. He's an extremely great putter, uh, great around the green. That's what you want here at Augusta. Um, and so he fits that. Sergio, again, I mentioned earlier, and Connors for my long shot. Those are some of the plays that I like to win. And also Cam Smith, I'm taking them across the board. That means win, top five, top 10, top 20. And in any matchup I can find, I'm taking them. Wow. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yep. As and we wrap up, I just want to talk about Augusta and what Augusta means. When I look at Augusta, I think about people like Larry Mize, VJ Singh. I think about the fact that we get to see Mike Weir and some of the other past champions. The best part to me about Augusta is seeing all those classics, those throwbacks, uh-huh. all the best wearing the green jacket. Yep. Freddie Couples is going to be teeing it up. Freddie Couples. How awesome is that? What are some of your favorite Augusta moments? Tigers win. Oh, yeah, Tigers. Uh, I think yeah. it was 12 or Amen Corner, the part three, when he, when uh, Everybody hit it into the water, and he was just standing on the green, waiting with, next to his putt or his uh, his shot right in the center of the green. And Finau and Molinari and Kepka and everybody hitting the water. All those guys were on the leaderboard right behind him, right ahead of him. Do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, that to me is a recent, very recent memory. I thought that was great memory. Great, yeah, and it great was Tiger's memory. comeback. You know, got to see Tiger, and like I said, only Tiger was over the age of forty. That was a great memory right there. I think about Phil. Uh, I think he was in trouble on number 12. Okay. In that amen corner. He was mm-hmm. he was behind a tree on his tee shot in the, uh, in the pine straw, and he had to hook the shit out of his shot, and he put it within like 10 feet and ended up birding that hole. I don't know if you guys remember that. He won that year, uh, and he'll be back, right? No, Phil's going to be there. I mean, again, I think that's the best part is looking at the history and what Augusta means. And, you know, you talked about Tiger. And I think for me, it was Tiger's very first win at Augusta. Yeah. And what it meant to everybody that worked at Augusta. What it meant to the history of black caddies at Augusta. Yeah. What it meant to Lee. Yeah. At Augusta. What it also meant to Calvin Pete. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some names that we could bring up over and over and over again. Yep. 
But watching Tiger win at Augusta the very first time was the reason why so many people are playing golf right now. Absolutely, yeah. We may not see Tiger at the dinner this year. We may not see Tiger wearing the green jacket this year. I mean, we know for a fact we're not. But the reality of it is, he gave us some great memories. And I think that this year is going to be even better. Yeah. I think this year we're going to see something special. And when we wake up Sunday morning and we have our Bloody Marys, or maybe you skip the Bloody Marys and you go straight to the shots of tequila, and when you hear Jim Nance on Sunday morning, you're going to get the chills. Yeah. And you're going to think to yourself, this is Golf Super Bowl. Yeah. Amen. I have a, I have a feeling we're going to get a call from Tiger or something. I just, and I have a feeling he's going to I would love in. that. Yeah. Or, you know, and there's going to be something special. The guys out there are doing something for Tiger. I'm going to wear red on Sunday. You guys want to wear Attaboy. red on you Sunday? You know what? I'll wear red. That's not a problem. I don't usually wear red, but I'll wear my Liverpool jersey. It's red. <laughs> it's got a collar on Wait it. Wait a minute. I got to check to make sure if <laughs> Liverpool's playing. If Liverpool's playing, I'm like, no, that's bullshit. So uh, I'm going to wear my, I'm gonna wear my red Liverpool shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what, man? That's what's so special about Augusta. That's what's so special about the Masters. And I thought we should have a moment where we just talk about great Augusta memories. Because believe me, everybody has them. And this is the reason why we even started doing this podcast. Was because of being able to talk during Masters Week. That's right. All right. Should we end with a... uh... Yes, we shall. Wait, Will Zalatoris, top 20 man. That's my boy. <laughs> I told you guys he's going to win one, right, but he is, right. I think he's top 50. I'm pretty sure he's in the field. You he's, know, uh, yeah, I, two, I like him. Two to one, top 20. Come on, all boy. Right, it's my right. boy. And maybe, yeah, right. and maybe Harry Higgs next year. Yeah. Next year. Next year. What yeah. is Harry doing this week? He's watching the Masters, just like <laughs> us. Sipping on Tito's. Sipping on Tito's. Harry, we love you, brother. We will miss you. All right, Course Amigos Golf Podcast for the professor. For Dirty D, my name is CK. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy Masters. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.